We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everybody, I'm Sophie, he's Mike, and she's Brenda, and welcome to On the Road with Mickey. If you're returning for another adventure with us, welcome back. We are so glad you have returned safely. And if this is your first episode with us and you're new here, welcome. It's so nice to meet you, and I'm going to show you the reins today. First up, we have our cheddar from the Big Cheese, which is basically our Disney news snippets. And then after that, we have our feature topic, which is what we talk about for most of the episode. And then after that, we have our This Day in Disney History, brought to you by me. And after that is our game of Who's Who. And that is brought to you by Mike, my dad. A oh, fair warning, I'm almost never wrong when it comes to this game. I almost always win it. And then after that... Brenda will be giving us a quote from the big man himself, Walt Disney, and it's just going to be amazing. So buckle up, keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the car at all times, make sure you're safe, fasten your seatbelts, all that good stuff, and we will see you on the road. It's time to get going. Let's go! Hey everyone, I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi, everyone. And he's Grogu. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is Season 2, Episode 27 for July 5th, 2021. And our feature topic this week is Red, White, and Disney. This is Brenda's topic name for a great idea that we actually talked about last year as well um, regarding Independence Day and the 4th of July, and how patriotic Disney is with regards to how much they really love America. And it stems all the way back to Walt and his brother Roy and and the whole family, I think. So, yeah. so get ready for a fun episode, a patriotic episode, and we coined it, or Brenda coined it, Red, White, and Disney. And I think yeah. that's a great name, don't you think, Sophie? I agree. It is a wonderful name. Brenda's in charge of naming cool all name. our episodes from now <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> She's in charge of cool name. She's in cool name development. Oh, no, yes. no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Good thing I'm from Galveston, Texas, where all the cool people are. Exactly. I'm exactly. Not Except from Galveston, for Sophie and Texas. I. We're, we're, we're like the exception, aren't we, Brenda? Absolutely. Okay. okay Just as long as we got that clear. That's right. All right. Infinity. <laughs> well, first off, though, we have some cheddar from the big cheese. And since Brenda's the cool cat in this room, she's going to start us off. <laughs> so take it away, Brenda. Well, since we're talking about cool, we have to go and look at these cool, awesome rooms that were reimagined at Disney's Contemporary Resort. The photos came out and they are so cute. They are themed after the Incredibles, so they're incredibly cool. And I'm hoping Mike is going to share a picture with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd 
thought Sophie was going to share the picture. Wait, <laughs> and Sophie's like, no. I thought Brenda was going to share it. <laughs> no. Somebody's got to share a picture of these awesome rooms. They are okay, so okay. cute, y'all. All right, all right. Keep talking about them. Give okay. me a minute. All yeah. right. Well, they have theming of The Incredibles. They have an Edna Mode pillow. They have what looks like The Incredibles costumes hanging in the closet. They are just so cute. I love and, these rooms. And my understanding is that the rooms, the only rooms that are incredible themed are in the main tower. Um, because when the renovation was going on, it was only some of the rooms in the main tower wasn't any of the garden wing rooms. Right. So, so yeah. keep that in mind when you're wanting to book them. And um, this is what they look like. Oh, thank you, Sophie. Oh, that is look a cool that. pillow. Yeah. It's, and you know what? They made it so... It, it, it is incredible, of course. <laughs> yeah. But it's also fits in with the contemporary, like, For to sure. a T. I mean, it yes. is, it's almost even, dare I say, it's almost, with that carpeting, it almost looks a little Star Wars-ish. Dare you say. Dare I say. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a cool picture. Yeah, it yes. is. Those rooms are great. All well right. done, Disney. Yes. Yep. All right. So, so all they need to continue. do is send me my my free vouchers to stay there, and I'll and I'll write it up for them. Oh yeah, sure. Sounds good. Anyway, continuing on, say hello to the new Maasai giraffe calf born at Animal Kingdom on June 10th. He was a big boy. He was over six feet tall oh and goodness. over 183 pounds. Congratulations to mom. Mm -hmm. And I believe daddy <laughs> said something about wanting to show this picture because apparently Aww. I stole his thunder last week. Look yeah. at that baby. That's okay. Okay. Oh. oh my gosh. If you're not following us on YouTube, you need to make a special visit over there today. Look at that baby. Yeah. So cool. I mean, we love we love our podcast listeners, our audio listeners, but yep. we also have a lot of fun camming it up for camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We absolutely love it. So Daddy, what's this one gonna be named? Uh, I don't remember what it was named. I don't know if they had a name yet. Oh, um, I thought you were in he... charge of that. Well, I didn't name him. Well, that's an inside joke, and the whole story comes back to Alice, to April the giraffe when she had her boy, and they named him Tajiri. Yes, Tajiri. But I swore that his name should have been Rafiki. So every <laughs> giraffe that is born is now named Rafiki, despite the fact that Rafiki is not a giraffe. I know this. <laughs> I know that from the Lion King. I, you don't have to tell me. You can write in and tell me though. But I know this. But. Rafiki is such a cool name that every baby boy animal should be named Rafiki. Pretty cool name. Don't yeah, you all agree? So that's the that's the inside joke. So we'll just so, say his name's Rafiki. So his yeah, name is Rafiki now. Not, Go with it. But according to Daddy, who is the namer of all the baby animals in the world, it's Rafiki. There you go. <laughs> for me. You heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> all right. And now Last bit of cheddar we have for this week, and it's something that kind of got lost in the shuffle because you remember last week we had so many announcements oh about goodness. what was coming to Walt Disney World that we didn't even mention the fact 
that on June 17th, all the Disney parks around the world were reopened together for the first time in 17 months. Yes. Yeah. That means we're coming out of pandemic, people. So get your travel planning going. You want to talk to us? Talk to Brenda at Brenda at PixieVacations.com. Talk to Mike at Mike at PixieVacations.com. Let us know how we can help you plan the post-pandemic trip of your dreams. Yes. We all, right. all have a bucket list now. Don't we, though? Yes. Mine, mine is like eight buckets long now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're and running over. And don't forget how you can connect with us. Check the show notes. Check out our Facebook pages and groups and our YouTube channel. Subscribe and and turn on the notifications for YouTube so you'll be, get notified when we post new video. Um, don't forget our Instagram channel, our email address, and our phone voicemail. So that wraps up our Cheddar from the Big Cheese. Uh-huh. We're going to move on to Red, White, and Band. Um, this is all the ways that Disney goes above and beyond when it comes to showing their patriotic spirit. Um, so... We just have kind of like a bucket list of different things that they do. And I thought we would just run down some of them and kind of talk about what we think of them and, and you know, whether we like them or not and, and all that. So, yeah. Sophie, Brenda, I talked a lot already. Who wants to go? Um, I'll go. I haven't okay. really gone a lot today. Good. Give and us a give us an idea of what we should be what Brenda and I should say when it's our turn to go. <laughs> All right. Well, we're just I'm just going down the list here. Like that's what I imagined and I I remember a lot of these from our talk about patriotism at Disney last year. Mm -hmm. But they are just so memorable that they should be talked about. And the most memorable one, well, the most discreet but memorable one, people, a lot of people aren't in the parks to see it. But when you are there to see it, it definitely leaves an impact on you. It's the flag raising and lowering ceremonies. Yeah. Every morning, Disney will raise the flag. They will have, like, a military salute when they do it. And every evening, they will lower the flag. And it's just something that a, a lot of institutions in the U.S. should do, but we don't do. So the fact that Disney does it is just really special yeah. and... I applaud them for it. It shows how patriotic they are. Yeah. And see, like Sophie said, when we talked about this last year, it was the end of June and Disney wasn't open. Yeah. And the fact that they were still doing the flag raising yes. and lowering ceremonies, that really spoke volumes to us. Yes. You know? So that that is something that I will never forget out of pandemic world, you know, is how much they still honor the traditions of what they do. So. Yes, yeah. that is right. That's very good. 
All right. Yes. Well, the next one we have on our list, do you want me to go, Brenda? Or you want to Yeah. Go? No, you go for it. Okay. So the next one that we have on our list is kind of a twofold thing. And unfortunately, right now, one of the um, items on it is closed because of the refurbishment, and that's the Hall of Presidents. And, um, you know, there was a ton of speculation about changing the Hall of Presidents to be like Muppet themed and whatnot and, <laughs> or Hamilton and, and all this. And I'm so glad that they're not doing that, yeah. you know, because the Hall of Presidents is the Hall of Presidents for a reason, you know, yeah. um, regardless of who's president and regardless of your political leanings. That's what the attraction's all about. If you don't like it, don't go ride it. Don't go see the show. Um, yeah. But, of course, Hall of Presidents is located in Liberty Square, which, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that Sophie's favorite land in the Magic Kingdom? It is. I. And to think, when I was younger, like a lot younger in elementary school, History had to be my worst subject because I found it boring and I absolutely hated it. Or maybe it was social studies then. I didn't start learning history until a little bit later. But social studies, that was my history and I despised it. I loathed social studies and then we finally got to history and of course I was still calling it social studies because they never changed the name of it and they were talking about the American Revolution and I was like wait whoa 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 back up back up what is this picture of pirates dumping huge boxes into the sea off a boat what is this doing in a social studies book and that's what started it always the pictures and then it's like reading a it's like reading an amazing epic and then you realize that it's real and you're just like wow yeah like this is what happened before i was born and it all started with the american revolution and then ever since then i have been a huge history nerd just ask my dad what's the weirdest history fact I've ever told him. And I'm sure he'll tell you something I said about ancient Egypt. Well, probably, probably, but we're not going to go there on this episode. No, <laughs> We'll save that for another podcast. And that, that feature topic as titled by Brenda will be <sighs> Sophie's brain and why it's scary sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, we'll figure out a way to connect we'll that. We'll figure it out. We'll I think we'll just call it "Walk Like an Egyptian." There you go. <laughs> See, already it's a better title. <laughs> now, Brenda, just for the record, and and for everyone listening, if you go look at the show notes, you'll see that all our list is right there. Yep. Um, for you to to peruse as well. Um, Brenda, we're in no order. You can pick whichever one of these you want from the list. Oh, okay. Well, you don't have to keep going down one after another. It just happened to do that. I so. may just have to pick one of my favorites then, and that is the Carousel of Progress. You can <laughs> tell in my background today. Yeah. I never, ever, ever get tired of that. Never, never, never. Every single trip, we always go to the Carousel. I mean, how can you get tired of it? I know. 
right? It is yeah. just Walt. When we were there in July, Brenda, I must have live streamed that like half a dozen times. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that because you tagged me in a lot of your lives. I felt like right at home. I was missing it so bad. And you tagged me in a lot of your live streams and I really appreciated it because I took time to watch them. I was like, please get me there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. How can you not love the Carousel of Progress? Yeah, for sure. As incredible as it is, man, some things yeah. never change. And shouldn't. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, good choice, Brenda. Thank you. <laughs> All <laughs> right. You want to pick up the list? Yep. I'm trying to think. Which one do I like the most? (laughs) I'll have you know that I did make my decision right when you started singing that but i was courteous enough to let you finish because i like the jeopardy theme very good i was just so giving what did it, you choose giving it back a little bit because you've done that to me countless times <laughs> <laughs> i'm choosing great moments with mr lincoln very good west coast good choice. very good you know what i, I think do? you know what I'm what? almost certain that between the three of us, I'm the one who's been to Disneyland the most. You Very probably possible. have. You probably have. Yeah, Disney World is not quite not close. that. Yeah, no. <laughs> not close. But Disneyland? Yeah, I've been there the most. So I am the one to talk about Mr. Lincoln. <laughs> it only fits. It there does. You and you and... know what I like about about the attraction? Do you Do you want to talk some more, Sophie? No, go for it. I was going to say, you know, what I like most about Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln is the it's almost the pre-show, the museum before you get into the theater and you see the don't you have the White House there and yeah, and then the park bench, the park bench from Griffith Park is yep. is kind of outside right of that. There. Yeah. You know, and it's like all of that just kind of builds it up, you know? Yeah. Perfect. Can I share a little story about Walt Disney's love for Abraham Lincoln? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Walt Disney loved Abraham Lincoln. And -hmm. when he was in the fifth grade, he donned all, he made hair and everything, made a beard, and he dressed up just like Abraham Lincoln. He -hmm. went to school and he performed the entire Gettysburg Address for his class. And the principal of the school was so impressed that he had him do it for all the classes. And in fact, they did it every single year until Walt graduated. Oh, wow. Nice. Way to go, Walt. That is amazing. Thank you for that story, Brenda. You're welcome. That's what this episode's all about. You're welcome. I was going to talk about how Abraham Lincoln was Walt's favorite president of them all, but I think you hit on that point far better than I ever could. (laughs) But now that I think about it, 
and this is completely off topic, but didn't Walt also used to do good Charlie Chaplin impressions? Sure did. Yep. I think I know where he got that getup from. <laughs> when you think about it, Abraham Lincoln and Charlie Chaplin, they kind of look similar. Yeah, I, I guess so. In yeah. the clothing in styles. In the clothing yeah. styles. Yeah. 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 I think he liked to dress up as people. He was he was Definitely. just really something. He really yeah. was. Yep. But my favorite part about great moments with Mr. Lincoln is actually the part out in front of it. And there is a park bench in front of the attraction. And that's the park bench that Walt would sit on when he took his daughters to a special little park with a carousel in it and he would watch them ride the carousel. And I just think it's such a personal note mm -hmm. and it belongs outside of great moments with Mr. Lincoln because that entire attraction is just a personal note from Walt as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to move us on a little bit and I am going to talk about my background image. Well, there you go. Just the American <laughs> Adventure Pavilion. Mm hmm. And I see the little funnel cake sign. I was uh -huh. wondering if you were going to notice that, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need smell-o-vision around here. We do. I wish I had smell-o-vision. Golly. Take there in a go. deep breath. Enjoy the funnel cakes. Meanwhile, I'm going to go buy a few and gorge myself on them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love the American Adventure Pavilion. You know, it's got so much going on. Great food. Jumbo turkey legs are awesome. Funnel cakes, as Sophia's already mentioned, are really good. And that's, to me, that's an American food right there. Um, Voices of Liberty, listening to them. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got a picture of Sophie with one of the singers from Voices of Liberty, which she's just a, a wee little lass, you know. And, <laughs> Whoa, Daddy, and you're getting to sound Scottish there. I know that was intentional and it's just such a great picture, you know? Um, and of course, even now when they weren't performing inside the pavilion, they were performing in the amphitheater in the American gardens amphitheater. Yeah. And, um, and you could hear them there and we heard them there. So that was really cool. And of course the show, you know, who is yeah. it? It's Mark Twain. And who's the other in the show? Um... Is it um, Thomas Edison? I don't think no, so. Frank Benjamin Frank Franklin Delano Roosevelt is in that one, isn't he? No, hmm. I'm thinking about the two hosts. Oh, I'm sorry. At the at the I show, I don't remember. I don't remember right now. Hang on. Okay, but anyway, it's such a great show because it talks about how America has gone through these these cycles and it's just grown from it and, and learned from it. And regardless of who the, the hosts are, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it might be Thomas Edison or Alexander Graham Bell, but I don't know why I'm thinking that either. I, it could have been the power of suggestion. I for know me. it's Mark Twain. Benjamin Franklin and Mark Benjamin Twain. Franklin Benjamin Franklin. Franklin. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Sophie, for yep. 
clarifying that my thank mind you, sometimes still works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank but God of it course, does. there are also others like Susan B. Anthony, Frederick right. Douglass, Thomas mm -hmm. Jefferson, Chief Joseph, and Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and they're part of the part of the movie side of the show. But yeah. um anyway, it's such a great it's a great show and it's all about America and you know and the experience of being you and it's and the American adventure doesn't hold much for you. Take a moment, take 20 minutes one day, stop in there, go see the show, listen to Voice of Liberties, watch the show. Have the Regal Eagle for lunch yep. or, or an early afternoon dinner or something. Yeah. And, and just really find out how much you've been missing when you're at the American Adventure. So, yep, that's a great idea. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mike has just stepped off his soapbox. <laughs> and I suppose we've already talked about the Voices of Liberty some. Huh? Yep. He did talk about them some. The Regal Eagle. Yep. 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 Hit those. Hit both of those. <laughs> Got three and one. Woo. Well, all right. Stand I'm going to skip down to Tom Sawyer Island. Ooh, nice. Good one. I like Tom Sawyer Island. I think that's just so much fun to head over there and just explore over there and look at all the caves. And it's just, it's just cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know that nowadays there's, I'm probably going to get reamed for saying this, but I, I've always traditionally recommended that to my guests with little boys because I'm sorry, there's always been, in my opinion, more for girls um, with all the princess stuff and, you know, everything. Yeah. Um, I just feel like there's sometimes less that seems like, and I'm not saying Tom Sawyer Island is not for girls to explore. Right. Right. I'm just saying traditionally, um, yeah. especially recommend it to the families with boys. It's just so much fun. I mean, yeah. seeing all you know, everything's spelled backwards and written backwards. And, you know, it's just a place to explore. It's fun. Exactly. It and it is fun for everyone. Yes. Because Sophie grew up going to Tom Sawyer Island. And we loved oh, going yeah. to it. And and yeah. Stephanie All would join us. And we would jump on the barrel bridge and see who would scream the most. And That's right. <laughs> and it was, usually, it was usually me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But and I just Tom really Sawyer liked Island. All you liked all those caves, didn't you, Sophie? Oh yeah, I liked exploring the dark places. Yeah. Yep. But the cool thing about Tom Sawyer Island is it's a neat getaway where you can wind down a little bit and relax yeah. and not have to be so fast-paced getting from one attraction to the other because you can spend quite a bit of time there exploring everything, you know? So sometimes that's a perfect place to get away. Do you know who yep. Bob Goff is? I know the name, but I uh, couldn't tell you more than that. He's an author. He wrote Everybody Always and a lot of other books. And he that was his that was his place. Like wow. for years and years and years and years, that was his place at Disneyland. Nice. He's not a Disney writer. He's he's like a Christian writer, but right. Yep. These places yeah. hold such special memories, and it's just, these parks have touched everyone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I am going, is it my turn? No, it's Sophie's turn. Sophie's no, turn. it's my turn. 
And I'm going to go to a bit of Disney history Ooh. that I talked about, and it's rather dark, but you can't have the great moments in history without having the dark moments in history. And I'm going to World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Walt was heavily involved in the World Wars. He was there during that time. And he even, it just shows how dedicated he was to America. When his brother went to go fight in, I'm trying to remember, was it World War? It was yeah, World War One. World War One. He went yeah, in World War One, and, and Walt was only 16. Yeah, he was only 16. I think he tried to falsify his age, but it didn't work. His parents caught him. Yeah. Yeah. And so he got involved instead in the Red Cross with the American Ambulance Corps, which was part of the Red Cross. And that was during World War I. And I remember going to this museum about Disney. It was on a military base in... San San Francisco, it was right across from the Golden Gate Bridge, and there it showed, yeah, it showed one of the ambulances that Walt learned to drive during World War I, and then later in World War II, by that point, he already had his company, WED Productions, and he decided instead of going to fight in the war, well, I mean, he wasn't drafted for the war, I don't think. He ended up, he ended up making World War II propaganda cartoons, most of which involved Donald Duck in them, actually. It became sort of this period in Donald Duck's existence where he was an army officer or an army foot soldier. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I just remember all of these cartoons. I used to watch Disney cartoons, old Disney cartoons, like it was nobody's business. I loved them. I loved the 2D animation. I loved how they worked. And that's part of the reason why I love film so much. And the World War II propaganda cartoons, they specifically hit me home just because it was a piece of history and you know I'm a history buff and it was Disney as well and it kind of secured this bridge between hey Disney has history too and I can learn this and it existed in the world before I was born it's not just there for my childhood it was there for tons of people's childhoods yeah Yep, and he the, also made a lot of training videos. Uh, they mm-hmm. made a lot of training films, and in fact, like half of his staff was drafted. And he ended up having officials from the army come to the studio and see that they were putting in like a tremendous amount of hours doing these training videos. And he ended yeah. up getting his guys stationed back there to work oh, on yeah. his stuff. So yeah, it was a big effort of his. I mean, and that and that that yeah. speaks. To and how that saved whole saved their lives. Maybe. Um, and that speaks to how at that time, with the whole world at war, in World War II, it was all hands on deck. Not everyone could go fight. Not everyone could go 
serve in the, in the hospitals or whatever. And you had people that were left behind that needed to be, that needed to feel like they were part of the effort and helping to save their sons and their daughters. And that was one of the ways through the studios and whatnot that they were able to feel needed and feel helpful in a time when it was so chaotic and just so much trauma and stress and, and, uncertainty about what was going to happen so so it was definitely all hands on deck and that was it was phenomenal when you look back at that at that time and see how much people really pulled for one another you know and and helped their neighbor out and did what they could to to make sure that everyone um did what they could so we could win the war you know yeah so so it definitely is a is a great topic of discussion, Sophie. And so it definitely it needed to be brought up. And I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to talk about something that I think is as American as... Well, it's not American, but it, it symbolizes America. Um, yeah. it, it obviously didn't originate in america but i'm going to talk about the walt disney world railroad and the disneyland railroad awesome and how Ooh. how much a piece of americana they are for me you know having having railroads having just the stations and 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 thinking about the golden spike when they join the east with the west and in, in a long train route I mean, that's just like so cool to to even imagine someone yeah. getting on a train and going all the way across the country on the train, you know? Yeah. And and it I was such that. Oh, I would too. And it was such a you know, a turning point. The the railroad itself, not the Walt Disney World Railroad, but the Disney mm-hmm. or the Disneyland Railroad, but the railroad itself was a turning point in Disney lore you know it was because that 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 disappointment with us then you know what he might not come up with mickey mouse on that train that's right and and that that's just so cool just to think about you know how everything has a purpose and and works towards it so definitely so the walt disney world railroad I miss it. I can't wait for it to reopen one day, and I'm going to probably ride it three loops around in a row. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yes. Um, I love the Disneyland Railroad. I love the New Orleans Square Station, where it plays Morse code of Walt's opening day speech from July 17th, 1955. I yeah. love that. Even though I don't know Morse code, I know that that's Walt's speech. So, yeah. There you go. Um. And I just, I just love them. I just think the railroads are so cool. I agree yeah. with you. They are cool. Definitely. You know, Brenda, when, when Sophie was probably 11 or 12, um, we, I, 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 I was very involved in trains. I had N-scale oh, trains. Yeah. 
And I loved going to train shows and making layouts and stuff like that. Oh, and, neat. And and I tried to get Sophie involved as much as I could. She had a Thomas the Tank Engine train. <laughs> and I think <laughs> I think she humored me and played with oh, no. it with me as a humor thing. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it, but I had a shorter attention span back then. Yeah. But anyway, one day here in Raleigh, I, I glanced and saw that there was a train show at the Raleigh Convention Center oh. um, in downtown Raleigh. And I'm like, girls, let's go. Let's go. And so we went, and you won't <laughs> believe who we met. Who did you meet? We met Michael Brogy, whose dad was Roger Brogy. From the from the Walt Disney World, the Disneyland lore of the railroads, he has oh. he has a train, the oh Roger Brogy. He travels met, with it to the shows. No, we met yeah. him, his son, because his son had written a book, and we have the book, and then we bought it, and he autographed it. Sophie's yeah, looking I'm for it. I'm looking for it. That's great, and it was so cool. Bye bye, Sophie. and it was so it was so neat to be able to meet him and talk and he used to go you know and he would go with his dad to to go look at the trains and and met walt that way and and all that and got enough information that he wrote a book and i and i bought the book um and he signed it and it's actually got introduction by lillian disney Wow, that's awesome. It was so cool, but it was really one of those out of time, out of moment yeah. you know, experiences where this guy who knows Disney and Sophie's still looking. Don't worry I about know. it, Sophie. <laughs> She's still looking for it. We'll find it and we'll show it on our next episode. Yeah, I can't find it. It's okay. It's okay. Y'all will find it. Yeah. yeah. It's somewhere in, in our house. We'll find it. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about it right now. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, that was awesome. one of the highlights for me was meeting Roger Brogy's son, Michael. So. Too cool. Definitely. Too cool. But anyway, I really like the railroads. Always have. Oh yeah, for sure. And apparently, I apparently I share a birthday with Michael Brogy. You do. You do. His birthday is also June nineteenth. So. Mr. Brogy, happy belated birthday. Yes. There you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. Yay. All right, Brenda, which one do you want to hit on next? I am going to skip to my favorite topic. Okay. Food. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to skip to my favorite topic of All-American Foods at Walt Disney World. And at Disneyland, too. I mean, some of them are at Disneyland, too. So, let's see. What do I have on my list? I have, I made a special list because I'm a Coney Island person. I used to love Coney Islands before I became allergic to tomatoes. So, now I can't have them anymore. But at Rosie's All-American there in Hollywood Studios, they have those chili cheese dogs that I used to love. Those foot-long ones. Oh, my God. They're so good. And Liberty Tree Tavern, of course, has their traditional Thanksgiving fair, which is so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Casey's Corner has hot dogs, and they have burgers, and the corn dog nuggets over there. And the Flame Tree Barbecue has great barbecue, which, of course, is, you know, the July 4th 
food around here, especially. Yeah. Eight Spoons has that great mac and cheese with the pulled pork on top. Eight Spoons wasn't open when I was there. I'm hoping they're going to reopen soon, but it wasn't open. that's the one where you can use your snack credit when you have a dining plan. It's mm. in Animal Kingdom over that bridge by Discovery Island. And they have okay. that macaroni and cheese that they put pulled pork on or shrimp. And it's just a snack credit when you have the dining plan. And we've always eaten that so we could save our other credits. Yeah. 50s Prime Time has great fried chicken. Oh. Sundays are everywhere. And Dad's the Plaza. Meatloaf. Dad's Meatloaf. Yep. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then the Regal Eagle, of course, that you mentioned has ribs and a lot of other good stuff. So that's a lot of, you know, that's not even to mention. The red, yeah. white, and blue cupcakes that come out for the 4th of July. So, those are always delicious. Someone I know likes cupcakes. Some two co-hosts of mine like oh, cupcakes a lot. Love them. <laughs> love them. You the know what I miss food. at Casey's? Everything? I miss, <laughs> well, everything because it's closed right now, yeah. Although, I think it's going to be reopening soon. I hope so. But Ooh. what I really miss is back in the day um it's now like a gift shop or something but i remember the bleachers and the old baseball footage they would show and you yeah. would sit in the bleachers and you'd eat your hot dog yeah and it was like it was like you were at the ballpark that's right i missed that Ooh. yeah that was pretty cool yeah that's my take on the food Nice, nice All take. All right, yeah, I like that. I'm now wanting a Sunday. Well, you can get one at the plaza across the street. Uh, well, that banana split is. If I was right there. I'd be getting one. That's a really good one, and it's only ten dollars. Golly, that was the best banana split. <laughs> Great! <laughs> now you got us hungry. <laughs> oh, Sorry my. about that. You know, I'm That's always okay. leaning toward the food. Well, I mean, Harris Theater <laughs> closes at 11. Daddy, we can always go after we're done here. Yeah. But first, <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. But yeah. in the meantime, since there's a lull in the action. All right. Well, I suppose it's my turn. And you know what? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Had that Thank on you, Easter Daddy. Sunday. And it's still good. <laughs> if you're not watching us on YouTube, here's another great reason to get over there you and see that. Start watching. That's funny. Yeah, because you can see all the displeased looks that I give my father whenever he shows me something in a means of a taunt. Yum. Yeah, I was taunting. Yum. I was just hoping that would help. It didn't. It it only made the desire stronger, and you know that. So, Sophie. Right, my turn. <laughs> Mission Space. Oh, I love Mission Space. You can have that. Yes, yeah. give it to me. Ms. Give it Brenda to me, turn me into it. an astronaut, so and shoot me off into the void. There you go. <laughs> there you go Hopefully I'll hit a planet sometime While I'm up there in the stars Do you think in Russia They have a Russian version of Mission Space? I don't know I don't either Sorry, uh, I derailed the whole topic discussion. I don't know, makes you wonder though No, in Soviet Russia You no fly spaceship Spaceship fly you 
<laughs> Not sure how much fun they have there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Mission Space, the best ride that ever was about space. Space Mountain takes the back seat on this one. What about Space Ship Earth? That one's about Earth, though. Space Ship Earth. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're right, Sophie. Mission Space does take the cake over over rides like Spaceship Earth and Space Mountain and even Dinosaur. So oh, you're right. Oh, definitely Dinosaur. For a second, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Rise of the Resistance and Smugglers Run. And in that case, I was going to be like, now, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold but on yes, there. Mission Space. And for those of you who are wondering what Mission Space has to do with... America, it's NASA. You are a NASA space a space astronaut, and you are getting ready to go to Mars. Well, at yep. least you were, but sometimes they only do like an orbit around the Earth, and that's just uh, put me on Mars already. I want to see Mars. So, I if I remember correctly, Sophie, batteries. if I remember correctly, the green side. Is the lighter side, and isn't that the one that just does this, the lap around the Earth? And doesn't the orange actually be the one that takes you all the way to Mars? Oh. Yes, the orange is the one where you sit in the centrifuge and be twisted all until you can't comprehend your name anymore. Yep. And don't ask Miss Brenda anything about it because she can't handle that. And I'm, I'm frankly, I'm surprised she even wears orange. <laughs> I like orange. <laughs> okay, so I know what I'm doing the next time Mission Space is on my bucket list. I want to go to Mars. Okay, so you got to ride the orange one, honey. Have fun with that. Yeah, okay. Enjoy that spinning, honey. Enjoy that spinning. <laughs> oh, I will. I'm not that. I'm not that queasy. Just... Oh. Gotta make sure that I don't eat any big meals beforehand. Exactly. That's probably a good idea. So for me, I'm going to take the reins and I'm going to jump on in here. And we're going to go back to the Magic Kingdom. And we're going to stroll down Main Street, USA. Yeah. Yes. So in my perfect Disney day, which I have every now and again, my stroll down Main Street is near twilight. Ooh. A perfect temperature The sunset is approaching It is perfect Temperatures, perfect weather Everything is perfect I see the mayor And the the citizens of Main Street mm-hmm. And we all say hi And we high five And nice. we're not afraid There's no masks So we aren't afraid to, to shake hands And whatnot And get pictures <laughs> That's that my perfect Main Street. And then we probably, Sophie, stop at the confectionery. Yeah. So you got to walk in there and yeah. at least smell it. But we're probably buying some stuff, too. Oh, um, definitely. So give me, a, give me a, a food item from the confectionery that we should buy for. Those. Ooh, those Rice Krispie snacks. You know, the ones that are shaped like Mickey Mouse and they have the sprinkles on them. Okay, that's what Sophie wanted. Brenda, what did you want from the confectionery? Cotton candy. 
Oh, there you go. I like cotton yeah. candy. Do you have a favorite flavor of cotton candy? Yes, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like Stephanie. <laughs> yep, my niece Stephanie loves all kinds of cotton candy. Yum. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yum. Good stuff. What are you getting there, Mike? Um, it always varies, but I'm thinking right now, if they have it, and I don't remember if they carry it or not, but if they have, it's a perfect Disney day, so they got to have it. Um, they have, I'm going to get candy corn, not candy corn, can, um. I know what you mean. Caramel corn. Caramel popcorn. Yeah. Yes, they do have it. And I'm going to get that with a, with a Diet Coke. Because then you the calories are set. That's right. That's right. And if nobody sees you eat it, you didn't eat it anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So that's what I'm getting. And that's my stroll down Main Street. That was a great stroll. Yes. That was an amazing stroll. And then Uh, on our way nearby, we get some pictures with the flag and the castle and all that good stuff. Yeah, that sounds great, too. Yes. Yep, the train station, too. Yeah. All right. All right. You want to go to Liberty Square Riverboat with me and go for a ride? Absolutely, yes. And what about the Columbia? The sailing ship Columbia is my jam over at Disneyland. Yeah. Mm. That, I love the sailing ship Columbia. We'll talk about that. I love how it's... and it feels it feels like if you were coming over on the Mayflower that you would have been on that kind of boat, you know, that kind of yeah. ship. And it's yeah. just really cool. I just I I've only ridden it once. But I really liked it and I, what I really liked, I got some really cool pictures somewhere in my computer of um the breeze had kicked up and the flag is the American flag is on the end of the, the back end of, of the ship. And you can see it waving and furling and all sorts of stuff like that. And it's just so cool. And it was just a neat ride. I love Disneyland yeah. for the nostalgia type rides. Yes. You know, the things yeah. that, that so many times are just taken for granted but are yeah. really they really strike home to me, and maybe that's where Sophie gets her Disney history thing is from me, or maybe, but um, or maybe I get it from her. But they strike home about you know how this kind of experience, if you were seeing it back in the fifties and sixties, how it would be like top dog, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I just love those kinds of things. At that yeah. point in the 50s and 60s, well, really even now, you know what I want to see at, like, Disneyland or Disney World? What's, What's that? that? I want to see something in Liberty Square or New Orleans Square or the historical parts of the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. I want to see an area where you can actually get dressed up in the historical attire i think that would be really cool or maybe that's just me wanting to do that anyway they have well, places like that around you know not there but yeah places. not there but pretty cool but the other thing that they have and this might speak more to you than 
than actually going to a place to dress up and do it is the Dapper Dan days. Yeah. You know, going there on Dapper Dan day, when you see all the guests, nearly all of them are dressed up in their flowery dresses and their sharp looking suits. And that's on my bucket list. I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to go there one time for that, for sure. Yeah. So maybe that's what you do. Or you rent the, that period of a costume and you wear it during Dapper Dan Day. And you kill or, the two at right. once. Or during the Halloween celebration. That too. <laughs> kill three birds with one stone. Yeah. At one point, I'm going to wear my actual Dapper Dan dress that I bought for an episode. And I'm going to show it to you guys. Nice. Okay. Yeah, Maybe and it's we'll that. do an episode on Dapper Dan Days. Ooh, oh, that'll be nice. That would be cool, and we can or, get. Or how about this? We do an episode as we get closer to Halloween on the Halloween activities, and we each wear a Halloween costume. Ooh, clever! I yes, think, I think we got potential here. I think we, we definitely do. All we yeah. need is one of Brenda's show titles. <laughs> we'll come to that yeah. later. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll be here till midnight. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Anyway, Brenda, you you talked about Liberty Square, and I, I talked about sailing ship Columbia. So I'm going to give it over to Sophie to talk. All right. All right. Well, we only have a few things left on the list, so I'm going to touch on one that I don't think would be talked about much if. If someone doesn't talk about it now. And that is the Shades of Green Military Resort and the military tickets. Mm -hmm. That is a huge thing for Disney to do. Because most most times you get the military discount when you're going somewhere because you're a veteran. But Disney actually gives you a special place to stay that is specifically meant for military guests and their families and i just think that is super kind and considerate of them that they would honor these military guests by giving them a specific place that's made for them and it's not it's not available to the other members and guests of the park. I just think that is so cool. And I actually remember we toured one of the rooms at Shades of Green once when we were touring a bunch of other resorts like Saratoga Springs and whatnot. And I just thought it was very nice and peaceful. It's a golfing resort, isn't it? It is. It used to actually be a golf resort um, before it became Shades of Green. We stayed there in 1981, I think. And it was it was a golfing resort, yeah. And I think it's actually run by the Department of Defense. That's right. So it's, so their it's rules are different than the other rules military discounts. And it's yeah. considered um, an outside property for Disney. Right. So. You can't. Yeah. Disney That's doesn't right. book that. They just they just have it on the property. Right. Yeah. But, but it's um, great that they offer that. Yeah. And yeah. and on a side note, the. Um, perhaps even better from from my perspective is the military ticket promotions that they have because you know um, 
Shane and Steph are going in August and they're they're using military tickets because he's in the service. And so yeah. um, that promotion is phenomenal as far as the savings you get. Um, it is. The salute to the military ticket. tickets are great. Yeah. But so. even, you know, Disney, even on the Disney property, on the Disney resorts has military discounts. Mm-hmm. It's not the same rules that's followed by Shades Correct. of Green. Because Shades of Green, you can just be a veteran and stay there. You have to be active or retired military with an ID to, to get the military discount on the regular rooms. But it's a great discount yeah. that Disney offers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, um, you're right, Sophie, though, that's, that's a good benefit that they offer for, for their, for the veterans to, to be able to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about this attraction at Hollywood Studios, because I want to leave that last one for Miss Brenda. Oh. Yeah, I was and, gonna oh. I was wondering if you were gonna leave the best for last. <laughs> and I am I am talking about a salute to um, all things Ameri- but mostly American or something like that. I'm a sure salute I'm... to all nations but mostly America. Thank you, Sophie, for correcting me. And we all know that is Muppet Vision. 3D. <laughs> With I love Sam it. Eagle. With the Sam three Eagle. hour fireworks spectacular that he has a minute and a half for. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is corny beyond corny. It hasn't changed in 40 years. Good. Oh God. Never change. And it is, it is so. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's. It's it's on it, you know. It is. It's just something every now and again. I don't have to see it every <laughs> single trip to Hollywood Studios, but every now and again, it just tickles your fancy. Yep. Yep. So, here's to Muppet Vision 3D. May it live forever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to hit the big topic then. You're going to finish us off, Brenda. And you're going to do great. Because last year, this was not a thing. No, it wasn't. Even today. Well, actually, today when this airs, it will be a thing. But it's not a thing today while we're typing. Yeah. And that is the magnificently elaborate july 3rd and 4th fireworks shows that they do at epcot and at magic kingdom yeah beautiful beautiful tribute makes you feel great to be an american yeah yeah as it should i agree before that kiddo was even growing I took Cindy for her first trip to Disney was to the Magic Kingdom at Epcot July 3rd and 4th of the year 2000. It was the month before we got married. We were visiting my grandparents. My parents were down. Cindy and I went over to the parks for two days. 
And I'm telling you that Disney magic was on full overload because normally that, that the third and the fourth is normally like insanity. And it wasn't, it was not bad at all. As far as crowds. Oh, that's a miracle. And for Cindy's first trip, I'm like, that was like awesome. The only, the only bad thing she had was a fiance who was terrified of fireworks absolutely <laughs> terrified oh. and i hope you and pretended not to in, be gave in to his fear and so she didn't see the fireworks as well as she should have daddy but we've made that up since then so oh yeah we made it up it took about um was in love with you see. anyway Mm-hmm. Let me see. And then they had a daughter, and she was exactly the same as her father. And up then until one she day, about thirteen, and they visited the state fair. And then, right as they were leaving, a firework went off over her head, directly <sighs> over it, and she didn't even flinch. Oh well, my not goodness. only that, not only that, but before then, mommy had the brilliant idea. And she took us over to Walmart and we got earplugs. And I had never thought of putting earplugs in my ear to yeah. prevent the sound of the fireworks from scaring me. But, you know, I'm not the sharpest act <laughs> in the shed or tool in the shed or whatever it is. So there you well, go. Well, then again, it, it hardly worked for me because I couldn't quite get them the way I wanted and it kept on bugging me and they ended up getting full of my icky gross kid earwax. Okay. <laughs> on from there. We don't that need I to also talk about get from my dad. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, goodness. I have the your tr- ears, Daddy. I have yes. your ears. Okay. Moving on. Can we move on? <laughs> I used to take the earplugs for the girls because I didn't know how they'd react to it when they were little. So I got them little bitty ear earplugs because I didn't, I mean, you don't know yeah. when they haven't been to a firework show like that ever, yeah. how they're going to do, you know? So yeah. it's, we it's were, worth having when, with you just in case. Yeah. And when we were there for the 40th and I mean, there were 8 million people in yeah. towns in the, in the, the, we were the with spoke. You. Susan yeah, and I were with you. Yeah, there were eight million people there, and that poor girl was horrified of the fireworks. And her dad was trying to get to like over to one of the shops just to get her out of there. But there were so many people he couldn't move. No, it was busy. And she was terrified, and bless her heart. But that's something, you know. Hopefully, she's gotten over that now. I hope so, so too. Yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah. Hopefully. Anyway. We're thinking of you, girl, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she is, but oh well. Never know. You never know. But anyway, so the July 3rd and 4th, and of course this year, there's still not going to be the 4th of July, the Independence Day fireworks. Um, It's going to be Epcot Forever at Epcot and Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom. We'll so, see. Unless they yeah. change it and surprise us. Who knows? Well, this show is going to air after yeah. 4th of yeah, July. Right. So we need to know. But as if you can tell, surprise we people. are recording before. <laughs> <laughs> but 
anyway, yeah. We always I'm, record a couple days early because, you know. Yeah. Just in case there's an earthquake or something. Yep. Anyway, so that wraps up our feature topic. I hope you all have had as much fun talking about it as we have. Although, I I, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that right. takes us to this day in Disney history for July 5th. Sophie, right. take it away, girl. And you know what? Right before I right before I went and looked at this piece of Disney history, I actually had to go back to last year and make sure that I hadn't like said this before because it seems like I have just because of how iconic it is but I don't think I've talked about this before and this happens in 1930 mm-hmm. oh. July 5th 1930 the Fox Midland theater chain officially launches the Mickey Mouse Club a Yay. weekly event for all boys and girls the club will meet on Saturday mornings all across the U.S. of A. Yay. Nice. Very yeah. nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Very all right. cool. Well, that's all time. I've got for today. That's good. That's a good one. That's worth yep. all you got. So. Oh, he's I'm getting ready to stump you. Put on our glasses. Let's see if you can do it. Uh I doubt it. (laughs) I doubt it, too. You know what? I've got a character. And it might surprise you who it is. You might think it's someone else first. Hmm. So just remember that. That's like a hint without being a hint. Okay. Um, All right. Let's see here. Okay. And he didn't have the clues ready. I underlined them because I I had them, but I wanted to underline them to make sure. Uh. All right. So this character is street smart. All right. Go on. Fearless and devoted. Okay. Do you think you know who it is? I think I have uh, two ideas. Okay. Do you want to try? The tramp. You owe her one more clue. I know. The tramp. not the tramp. No. Brenda, do you have an idea? Aladdin was the one that I... Oh, that's a good one, but it's not Aladdin. (laughs) This character is voiced by Billy Joel. Dodger. Yep, Dodger. Very good. (laughs) Very good. I had to look up his name, so I will admit that. But I knew that he was voiced by Billy Joel. Because I've heard him sing in his movie, Oliver and Company, and I recognized it as Billy Joel. Very good. I just think it's so cool that Billy Joel is in a Disney movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, 
He yes. had to be to, a big shot. Yep. Today's character is Dodger. He had to be a big shot. <laughs> today's character is Dodger from Oliver and Company. Yep. Very good, Sophie. Yay! He was actually... I uh-huh. He was one of my first two thoughts. It was the tramp and it was the dog from Oliver and Company. But I had to Google his name so I would know what to say. When you Googled, did that give away the clues? No. Okay. Granted, it did say Billy Joel next to his name, but... Oh, I, well, then that I did al- give it away. <laughs> yeah, I had... <laughs> I hadn't seen it until after you gave me the clue, if that helps any. Okay. That's fine. It doesn't matter anyway. It's all in fun anyway. Yeah. Let's but just you know what? the listeners don't I think, think I cheated. I think Carousel of Progress guy, dad is like, I don't think she should get credit, Mike. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, we're giving you full credit. Thank you. So, Brenda, it's time for a little bit of Walt. Oh, can't have enough Walt. All right. I tried to pick a quote from Walt that had to do with today's Red, White, and Disney. I found one. Good. And here it is. Actually, if you could see close in my eyes, the American flag is waving in both of them, and Mm. up my spine is glowing this red, white, and blue stripe. You got it. Wow. Let me yep. see. I love that one. That is awesome. Yep. That, that is awesome. Gotta love the man. Yeah. Yep. Well, that wraps us up, people. That concludes our look at patriotism at Disney. Actually, not patriotism at Disney, at Red, White, and Disney. Sorry, I was looking (laughs) at patriotism at Disney for a moment. And that concludes this week's episode. Um, Next week, we are going to talk about our favorite Disney pre-shows. So these are the shows that run before the attraction or show comes Mm -hmm. on. You know, and you know what? If you give it a little bit of thought, there's actually a lot more than you might think there are. You know, so that's our feature topic next week is our favorite Disney pre-shows. So give your give it some thought and let's hear what everyone has to say about it. Um, But I'm Mike and she's Sophie and that's Brenda and Grogu. And we thank you so much for joining us. Yep. And we will. See See you on the road. Bye. Bye, everyone.